ago, an infantile paralysis epidemic swept over our part of California. In the old days, I would have been hysterical, but my husband persuaded me to act calmly. We took all the precautions we could. We kept our children away from crowds, away from school and the movies. By consulting with the Board of Health, we found that even during the worst infantile paralysis epidemic that California had ever known up to that time, only 1,835 children had been stricken in the entire state of California, and that the usual number was around 200 or 300. Tragic as those figures are, we nevertheless felt that, according to the law of averages, the chances of any one child being stricken were remote. By the law of averages, it won't happen. That phrase has destroyed 90% of my worries and it has made the past 20 years of my life beautiful and peaceful beyond my highest expectations. It has been said that nearly all of our worries and unhappiness come from our imagination and not from reality. As I look back across the decades, I can see that that is where most of my worries came from also. Jim Grant told me that that had been his experience too. He owned the James A. Grant Distributing Company of New York City. He ordered from 10 to 15 carloads of Florida oranges and grapefruit at a time. He told me that he used to torture himself with such thoughts as, what if there's a train wreck? What if my fruit is strewn all over the countryside? What if a bridge collapses as my cars are growing across it? Of course, the fruit was insured, but he feared that if he didn't deliver his fruit on time, he might risk the loss of his market. He worried so much that he feared he had stomach ulcers and went to a doctor. The doctor told him there was nothing wrong with him except jumpy nerves. I saw the light then, he said, and began to ask myself questions. I said to myself, Look here, Jim Grant, how many fruit cars have you handled over the years? The answer was, about 20,000. Then I asked myself, how many of those cars were ever wrecked? The answer was, maybe five. Then I said to myself, only five out of 25,000. Do you know what that means? A ratio of 5,000 to one. In other words, by the law of averages, based on experience, the chances of 5,000 to 1 against one of your own cars ever being wrecked. So, what are you worried about? Then I said to myself, well, a bridge may collapse. Then I asked myself, how many cars have you actually lost from a bridge collapsing? The answer was, none. Then I said to myself, Aren't you a fool to be worrying yourself into stomach ulcers over a bridge which has never yet collapsed and over a railroad wreck where the chances are 5,000 to 1 against it? When I looked at it, or looked at it that way, Jim Grant told me, I felt pretty silly. I decided then and there to let the law of averages do the worrying for me, and I have not been troubled with my stomach ulcer since. When Al Smith was governor of New York, I heard him answer the attacks of his political enemies by saying over and over, Let's examine the record. Let's examine the record. Then he proceeded to give the facts. The next time you and I are worrying about what may happen, let's take a tip from wise old Al Smith. Let's examine the record and see what basis there is, if any, for our knowing anxieties. That is precisely what Frederick J. Moss did. 
did when he feared he was lying in his grave. Here is his story as he told it to one of our classes in New York. Early in June 1944, I was lying in a slit trench near Omaha Beach. I was with the 999th Signal Service Company and we had just dug in Normandy. As I looked around at that slit trench, just a rectangular hole in the ground, I said to myself, this looks just like a grave. When I lay down and tried to sleep in it, it felt like a grave. I couldn't help saying to myself, maybe this is my grave. When the German bombers began coming over at 11 p.m. and the bombs started falling, I was scared stiff. For the first two or three nights, I couldn't sleep at all. By the fourth or fifth night, I was almost a nervous wreck. I knew that if I didn't do something, I would go start crazy. So I reminded myself that five nights had passed and I was still alive. And so was every man in our outfit. Only two had even been injured and they had been hurt, not by German bombs, but by falling flak from our own anti-aircraft guns. I decided to stop worrying by doing something constructive. So I built a thick wooden roof over my slit trench protect myself from flak. I thought of the vast area over which my unit was spread. I told myself that the only way I could be killed in that deep, narrow slit trench was by a direct hit, and I figured out that the chance of a direct hit on me was not 1 in 10,000. After a couple of nights of looking at it in this way, I calmed down and slept even through the bomb raids. The United States Navy used the statistics of the law of averages to buck up the morale of their men. One ex-sailor told me that when he and his shipmates were assigned to high-octane tankers, they were very stiff. They all believed that if a tanker loaded with high-octane gasoline was hit by a torpedo, exploded and blew everybody to kingdom come. But the US Navy knew otherwise, so the Navy issued exact figures, showing that out of 100 tankers hit by torpedoes, 60 stayed afloat, and of the 40 that did sink, only 5 sank in less than 10 minutes. That meant time to get off the ship. It also meant casualties were exceedingly small. Did this help morale? This knowledge of the law of averages wiped out my jitters said Clyde W. Mass of St. Paul, Minnesota, the man who told this story. The whole crew felt better. We knew we had a chance, and that, by the law of averages, we probably wouldn't be killed. To break the worry habit before it breaks you, here is rule 3. Let's examine the record. Let's ask ourselves, what are the chances? According to the law of averages, this event I am worrying about will ever occur. 